Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that's now apparently owned by Disney. I am your host, <laughs> Scotty Moore, joined as always by the man who was named Jim Murphy. He's got on a stupid hat, but you don't know that, because it's an audio podcast. You people live on Twitch are getting to see this bitch and so yeah, Jim. Apparently, Disney owns an entire season of our show at this point. Yeah, I would also like to say that this hat is seven, eighteen years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, no, Disney owns our show. Uh, actually, I thought about this. This is worse. Disney now owns the opening of multiple episodes from last season. Because now, <laughs> if they want to just make me the new announcer for Spaceship Earth, they can do that now. They have legal precedent. Apparently, so, uh, most people believe that it is not super legal. But it's Disney and they have all the money, so... yeah. Well, it's uh, it's in their new terms of use, which this might be the most Jim Murphy sentence I've ever heard, which is, I know what we need to talk about on the show today. Oh, really? What? Disney's terms of service. Oh, okay, Jim. All right, you got it, buddy. You also do another show about fun fiction, and we did a fiction I show. haven't done that show in years. But we did a Fidgeman show, and so now I, if I if I took that Fidgeman and I put it up somewhere, like on archive of our own, for people to read, Disney could steal it and make like a new comic book out of it, and I, and they would and I would be like, hey, I'm pretty sure I wrote this, and they would be like, and it's ours. I don't care. That's Fidgeman right there. That's just mine. Just by watching Disney Plus, I have technically agreed to their terms of service. Wait, what? How? According to this terms of service, it does say that whether you uh, that you you have you have represented that you have read, understood, and expressly agree to be bound by the agreement and the terms and conditions contained within, whether you have simply browsed user access a Disney product offered directly by Disney or through a third party. Oh Jesus! So it basically says if you do not agree to the agreement, you may not use Disney products. So I, I assume that. While this is really not enforceable, the fact that I have, like, watched, um, like, Herbie the Love Bug means I'm kind of screwed, and now I well, can't make, like, I can't make, like, Ellen's energy porn. And Well, fuck it. Now I guess we... Well, I, this is a good thing, because now we can say we are officially owned by Disney. We are a <laughs> Disney-licensed and owned product. I'm very excited about this. It does but, say that we we own the copyright until they want to use it, and then basically they own the copyright, which is weird. Uh, yeah. Well, well, Jim, since we are doing a bit of a rock and roll theme park this season, I thought I'd go back to the well and bring back everyone's favorite part of this show, which is doing random quizzes off the internet, because... Until Disney opens back up, there's not going to be any fun news stories. It's going to be a whole lot of sad shit over and over there's again. It's going to be, and uh, apparently in like a week, there's probably going to be stories of like someone in Disney Springs being tased for not wearing a mask. Oh yeah, that's going to ha- I like someone online posted a picture and it was uh, someone at like a gas station sticking their head underneath the plexiglass to talk to them and they go customer service at Disney Springs. But <laughs> I do want 
I want to start, I did think about like doing like complete the lyric Moana or whatever, but instead I found the ultimate Disney music trivia quiz. And I initially thought, and it's on Fuse.tv, so I'm like, oh, this is just going to be a bunch of goofs, a bunch of silly, silly questions, and we'll be able to kill it. Meanwhile, the first question is, what was the first ever Disney movie to get a soundtrack? And I'm like, fuck it, I don't, Good Burger? I don't know, shit. <laughs> Let's see, to have what, to have like a, like an album, I guess? Yeah, your options are Snow White, Pinocchio, Steamboat Willie, or Fantasia. Jesus, I'm, I was not even close to that thing. I was going to say like Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm between Snow White or Fantasia. Fantasia's speaking to me more right now, though. I don't know. Let's see. I feel like Fantasia would have cost them less to make, because I'm pretty sure all those like songs they used were like public domain. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to do Fantasia, then? Um, well, great. I, um, With me, I, say... I know how successful Snow White was, so I was like, they can milk that cow more. They could have milked... I'm going to actually make a turn and just say Pinocchio. Pinocchio? Okay. I got no strings was a, was a bomb. It was says... Uh, <laughs> when you answer it incorrectly, it goes, No! Uh, it was not Disney's first film, but Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was the premier soundtrack under Walt Disney Records. Suck it! I knew it! All of the following singers have voiced Disney characters, but only one was a Disney princess. Who was it? Miley Cyrus, Priyanka Chopra, Mandy Moore, or Eartha Kitt? It was Mandy, wasn't Man it? It was yes. Mandrew Moore, yes. It was Mandrew Moore because she was Punzi, yeah. I, th I think. She, she was Punzi, yes. She still I, is. You know what? Fuck it. Eartha Kitt, Yzma was a princess, kind of, for a while there. <laughs> Alright, which of the following movies did not win an Academy Award for its music? Dumbo, Aladdin, The Lion King, or Cinderella? Oh, fuck! I, the middle two are immediately out. I know one jump ahead of the breadline fucking got an got a Oscar immediately. <laughs> I just so, can't. So it comes down to Dumbo and, and the Racist Crows, or... Yes. That was his band name, by the way. Dumbo and the Racist <laughs> Crows. Or Cinderella. Cindy. I don't know how popular Cinderella really was. No, wait. Never mind. I think Cinderella was what allowed Walt Disney to basically make Disneyland, so... But for <laughs> so... the music, though? For, like, Cinderella? They're going to give an Oscar to Cinderella? I was going to say, does Cinderella have bobbity? anything besides Cinderella? It will bibbidi-bobbidi-boo's in Cinderella, too, isn't and it? That's, like, it. That's, like, it. Yeah, but Dumb if we're going by how many songs, Dumbo has I Taught This Fat Fuck to Fly, and that's it. Like, It has the, the song at the beginning with his mom. Yeah. That I can't remember the name of. I'm Damn. saying it's Dumbo. I'm voting okay, Dumbo. It probably is Dumbo. There was probably something else that came out in the 40s that was more important. Ah, oh, son of a bitch! It was Cinderella. It lost out to a 1950 scoring of Annie Get Your Gun, which is kind of bullshit, because that was a musical, not a movie. Yeah, oh, I totally, musical. I totally forgot A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Cinderella did have some good shit. 
Which of the following boy bands has yet to appear on a Disney movie soundtrack? Backstreet oh Boys God. was in Tarzan, so not Backstreet Boys. 98 Degrees, All for One, or NSYNC? NSYNC was on Bugs Life. Backstreet Boys was, um, they did that fucking weird camp scat one. I don't know about 98 Degrees or All for One. I don't know who the fuck All for One is, so, like, that's... I feel like it's probably All for One, because 98 Degrees is probably in there somewhere. They were probably yeah. on, like, Atlantis, The Lost Empire or something. <laughs> or, like, Treasure Planet. Wait a minute, what the fuck? Oh, no, I'm totally wrong. It was in sync. That was in Tarzan. 98 Degrees was... Wait, hold on. 98 Degrees was in Mulan? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who were they? And what song was that? Hold on, the best That's one like is... like Ed Sheeran being in Game of Thrones. They just, like, pop up. So no, are the... these three white boys in ancient China? So uh, Backstreet Boys was the incorrect answer. But I will say... The most buck wild one is the fact that all four one released a single off of Can You Guess the Film? Emperor's New Group. Oh no, it's a hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, that was my second choice. No. <laughs> like like really? I okay, was no. about that that old man getting some like lusty going after some lust. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to... Okay, no, never mind. It was in sync on Bugs Life 2. I was trying to see if I got them mixed up, in which case, this is wrong. Which Disney classic was the longest-running number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100? Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Fucking no. A Whole New World from Aladdin. All for Love from The Three Musketeers. Or the correct answer, Let It Go from Frozen. I don't know if that was a number one, though. Is it Let It Go? Yeah, I know, but I don't know how they quantify that anymore. Well, my, my thing brain is that... tells me it's probably all for one, because that was, I'm pretty sure that was the number one for, like, ever. I think it's Let It Go, because that record has been beaten twice, like, so far. Because, like, Lil Nas X and the Old Town Road beat it recently. I think it's Let It Go. I will vote for the Three Musketeers if you really no, think I'm that... I'm going to look and see what, uh, if there's a thing that actually it... says how long it was... If you oh. think fucking Casey Kasem was on the radio back in the 60s, just like, all right, folks, and up next, a little request from one of the three musketeers. It's All for Love, the number one that was, billboard that, was, that movie came out in 91? 90? 92? I was still alive then. Fuck you, bitch. Here we go. Let it go. Oh, here we go. Uh, let it go. Oh, Jesus. Um, it doesn't say how many weeks. Oh, here we go. Weeks at number one, zero. I'm going for all for one. Jim, I was so confident. I was so confident and let it go that I was like, I don't care what Jim's looking up. I'm clicking let it go. And I then got, it might not be the most famous Disney tune, but all for love and performed by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. It was number one for three fucking weeks. That was it. 
And then it got beat by, like, Mariah Carey or something, because it was 91 or 92. Who was the... F- what the fuck? Who was the first to DJ... I said, I said it. To appear on a Disney Pixar film soundtrack. Skrillex, Diplo, Dead Mouse, or Moby? I think it's Dead Mouse, because I think he did some shit with Wreck It Ralph. I don't know if Moby got anywhere near a Disney thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google Moby Disney and see if anything pops up, because I'm scared. You're gonna get Pinocchio and him going inside Moby's mouth. <laughs> I don't no, think so. uh, what I did get is a, a Donald Duck graphic novel called Moby, uh, Mo- Disney's Moby Dick. <laughs> I do think Skrillex is not allowed within 50 feet of a Disney world, so I don't think, I think it is Dead Mouse. It's Dead Mouse or Diplo, one of the two. De- Dead Mouse was probably in, like, Wreck-It Ralph or something. <laughs> I need to stop making fun of people, Jim. Because <laughs> Skrillex... <laughs> Contributed a remix of his track Bug Hunt to Wreck It Ralph. Oh, I was gonna say he should Bug Hunt to Bug Hunt to one and a half. Oh, this one I do know. The opening song in Aladdin received criticism for its lyrics. The line where it's flat and immense and the heat is is intense originally was. Where kings can't control crowds once they become oh-so-loud. Where dads slap you in the face if you can't keep up in the race. Where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. Or where the sand is so dark like it's people's souls. Yeah, it's definitely C. Yeah, it's it's cutting off that ear. Which of the following pop acts does not appear on the fucking Mulan soundtrack? (laughs) Christina Aguilera, 98 Degrees, now we know that one, Stevie Wonder, or Tony Braxton? Christina Aguilera filmed a video for Reflections from Mulan in Epcot, yeah. so that's, there's that. So that's two. She so, was like 13 at the time. So is it Tony Braxton or Stevie Wonder? I do feel uh, offended if they made, had made Stevie Wonder sing a version of Reflection, though. No, he he did like Eddie Murphy's singing voice. Yeah, I was I was just wanting wanting to hear Stevie Wonder be like, "Who's that man I see staring back?" What? How am I supposed to do this? Are we going with Tony? 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 You know, no, Stevie Wonder would have done. Let's get down to business. Yes. Yeah, because I really do think that Stevie would have done like an you Eddie Murphy. The Mulan soundtrack. You can't double check this. No, we're not gonna. We're not. We're not cheating, Jim. We're going off of yeah. our pure. No, I just thought maybe you owned it. Like, if you, no, no, not you on me. Case somewhere in your house, like in case hey! you break the glass. It was Tony Braxton. Aguilera got her big break singing "Reflection," while Ninety Eight Degrees and Stevie Wonder teamed up on "True to Your Heart." What is the only Disney song to win the Grammy for Song of the Year? This is Rapid Fire, Circle of Life, You've Got a Friend in Me, A Whole New World, or Part of Your World? Oh my god, um, Circle of Life. Okay. Unfortunately, it's not. It is A Whole New World. Ah, that's, like, it's, like, they had the two, two best options. At first, I was like, there's no way it's You've Got a Friend in Me, but then, like, the part in my brain that said, Scotty, stop. Yeah, they're not going to give Randy Newman an Oscar, are you insane? 
Which of the following pop punk acts have featured on a Disney soundtrack? Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, Good Charlotte, or All American Rejects? Fall Out Boy made a song for Big Hero 6, baby! I hope that counts! Yeah! They recorded Immortals, which was the first song in the Big Hero 6 compilation. What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jim, this is the final question, and we're not getting it right. What <laughs> What Japanese pop act appears on the soundtrack to hit Disney Pixar film Cars 2? And I think the most shocking part about this question to me is that there was a Japanese pop act featured on the soundtrack to Cars 2. It's not 98 Degrees. Well, your choices are AK-848, Perfume, Hikaru Utara, or Toshinobu Kubota. I'll say the third one. Shot in the dark. Alright, I'm, I'm going to say it was AK-848, but... Oh, it doesn't tell me! It just says, Dow! Four out of eleven. That might be the worst we've ever fucking done on a quiz, Jim. This does I'm not look at the Cars 2 soundtrack and see what's up. This does not bode well for this season, dude, if this is how little <laughs> we know about music in general. But we don't have to worry about music because the music's been made. We're just celebrating it in our theme park this season, which is called Rock Ep Rock. Uh, M- I-, I had I had an idea for that. Uh, I-, I would like to call it MTP. <laughs> <laughs> Music television park. Yeah, music theme park. That's all it is. Oh, music theme park. MTP. The answer is apparently perfume. Oh, okay. That was my second choice. Because I'm not saying Disney a little racist, but I am saying that if they gave them that list of four names, they're like, which one sounds the least Japanese? Perfume. Fuck yeah. We can trick some people with that. Hell yeah. But Jim, we are uh, rocking an MTP. That's definitely getting changed because it sounds like a drug. <laughs> and each episode we are bringing to the table. Yeah, a that's s- never happened on this show before. <laughs> a song that we need to turn into the next great theme park ride. And like I teased up top, Jim, we didn't start the fire. No, it's always burning since the world's been turning. And I initially last week thought, and this is still a genuine thought I have, that a Spaceship Earth retelling of We Didn't Start the Fire is the best way to do this ride. But it's not the Scotty Moore way to do this ride. Which is why I introduced to you my ride, which is Billy Joel's Stop the Fire. A ride where (laughs) it's kind of like... I want you to imagine the animatronics of Superstar Limo. But mix that with Back to the Future, because Billy Joel's got a fucking time machine, and he's gonna go back in time with you in tow, trying to stop some of the most horrific acts in uh, all of history. So, Like the the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes, so (laughs) there's a moment where he, like, helps the Brooklyn Dodgers win a game or some shit. There is a scene where, uh... He goes back, let's see, what are some other ones? 
British Beatlemania, he helps that, I guess. So, like, the good things he helps, but the bad things... He, he gives Ed Sullivan a stunner. Yes! So he, can't do, he can't go on TV. Now, there is a very awkward moment, but now that I'm picturing it in my mind, I need you to come with me. That you've just passed... To, to Dallas, Texas. And to, the Dallas, to Dallas, Texas. Um, keep in mind, the animatronics are Superstar Limo quality, and you see the real Superstar Limo as you see the beautiful, beautiful Catholic boy JFK driving down the street in a limo, and at that point, it becomes a roller coaster, so this is like the mummy, where there's the drop and you go into the roller coaster, and it's you chasing down Harvey Lee Oswald in that car. That you were Close. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. Harvey Lee Oswald, the rap, the, the lucky, yes. the lucky rabbit, and you chase him down. And then, uh, of course, there is a moment where I don't know if I want to have him go back to kill Hitler, but I feel like if Billy Joel has the time machine, you've got to go back. Does start in 1949, so he's, he's no. off by a couple years. Here's what it is. Here's the goof. Uh, we've talked uh, and on our uh, exclusive Patreon show, FAQ, about how the back of the Muppets show building used to have that fire truck at the end of Muppet Vision on the outside. There's uh, stuff like at the end of Donald Duck's, at the end of uh, PhilharMagic, Donald Duck's up in it. Uh, if you get done writing Smuggler's Run, if you really fucked up the ship, the Millennium Falcon will be beeping. So it's showing an effect of what's happened from the ride. I want to do something similar. And what it is, is you go on the JFK rescue mission with Billy Joel. And then you get out of his car and then he waves to you. It's all like screens. It's like 3D screens because fuck it. And he's like, hey guys, I'll be back going to kill Hitler now. Vroom! And he just races off into a pitch blackness where you can't see him. He, he, he's going to sing Innocent Man at him. Yeah. Gonna do. But then you hear a crash and it's really funny. Well, here's an Easter egg. If you go around to the outside of the show building, you will see Billy Joel's time machine crash through the side of the building with Adolf Hitler on the end of it. And Adolf is full on dead. So Billy Joel did it. Billy Joel killed Adolf Hitler. But yeah, that is uh, Billy Joel Stop the Fire, my ride that is coming to STD or whatever we've named it. It is a, <laughs> oh, no. it's a fun jaunt through time with Billy Joel where you get to Forrest Gump-like recreate some of the greatest moments in American history, but then stop the worst moment in American history. Boom. I do... I'm sorry, I do kind of more enjoy this idea of it being nothing but the worst moments in American history. So at one point, like, you and Billy go into, like, a Japanese air fighter flying towards Pearl Harbor, and you and Billy Joel have to fight him off. There's a scene, there's a fucking, like... <laughs> I don't know how Billy Joel fights a hurricane, but he takes out Katrina before it gets to New Orleans. He does a little bit of razzling with like it. like he would go after Sandy... Cause that's New Jersey. That's hitting right in Long Island and New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, that one's that him one's and one Bruce of them. Springsteen back in time. Take out her. Take out Superstorm Sandy. 
I feel like the moment where Billy Joel pulls a full Sully Sullenberger and fucking lands one of the planes from 9-11 is probably going to be the most impressive spectacle of the whole ride. And it's Stop the Fire. So what have you brought to the table, Jim? Did you Is your ride killing oh, Hitler? Because mine did. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you that I wrote down four words at the top of my page after I wrote the title of the song. And those four words... Our superstar limo and Forrest Gump. No! <laughs> Sorry because about that, bud. Is, my idea is more of a, uh, like, a countdown to extinction level, go back in time and chase Billy Joel through the entire song. Okay. So you're creating the, the video game Mario's Missing. But with <laughs> Billy it's, Joel, it's much, like it's it's literally the exact thing of like the superstar limo level of like animatronics, which is there's Billy Joel in the background of like all the scenes. But yeah, it doesn't but... stop anything because he still wants to make the song. Oh, yeah, he's just like no, he's, he's actually he's 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 that's the reverse. He's actually making those things happen so that he can add more shit to his already like nine minute song. I love this aspect of a horror movie where Billy Joel is slowly going back in time and causing worse things to happen to America so he can make We Didn't Start the Fire into the longest song in existence. Like, one day you just wake up and it's just like, Harry Truman Doris Day, Richard Nixon's... <laughs> Got choked out, choked out by a Japanese man. Like, what the fuck? I don't remember that ever. At then you Google it and you're like, oh yeah, Richard Nixon got choked out by a Japanese hooker in like a hotel room. Wow, I didn't know about that, Billy. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, I really wanted to have this go like as you're basically going from 49 to 89 when the song came out, and that the exit slash gift shop would be nothing but 1990s songs. So oh it would yeah. Be opposites attract. It would be uh step by step by the new kids. It would be Madonna's Vogue. It would and, be uh, definitely <laughs> like ultimate loop would be uh Because I Love You by Stevie B. It would be literally the fucking ending of the Men in Black Alien attack ride. Because the rest of Universal Studios has fairly recent music, or at least, like, themed music for the Harry Potter rides. But then you go into the Men in Black area, baby, and it's just like, Nod your head! Black suits come in! Nod your head! It's nothing but Will Smith jams. It's like, it doesn't seem appropriate to play Nothing Compares to You in a theme park, but that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. What was the name of that one? Uh, I didn't really have a name for it so much as just the idea of definitely chasing down. See, I, my first thought was that you would be trying to, like, chase him down, but you can never catch him. I think that would be, like, like he's always one step ahead. He's, he's chasing the dragon? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I like it. Basically, you could title it Scotty's Idea, but worse, the ride is what you could name <laughs> it. Or you could alternately go back to one of our previous seasons and make it a competition ride where we're with Billy Joel and Billy helping Billy Joel do all these things and you're fighting to stop us and now it's a battle between the two carts to make sure that we can keep Billy Joel on the we path. We gotta keep this song under five minutes. Let's do this. 
Let's yeah, let's go, ba Yeah, it's the five minute crew versus the ten minute plus mafia, and that's that's the ride. Okay, so we've got two rides that are literally the fucking same. Mine just includes Hitler getting rammed through a brick wall at eighty-eight miles per hour. So now I gotta know what are we doing next week? Oh, uh, I know you did say that you wanted to do, like, song-based things, I, and that I can change that up if I want. I'm not setting on a specific song, but I feel that what we should do is, a, is an attraction based around um, one of my heroes, and that is Weird Al Yankovic. Fucking Jungle Cruise. It's been done. <laughs> That's it. That's the ride. I don't have to do nothing next week, Jim. I just gotta come and be like, hey, have you guys ever seen the Jungle Book? There it is. Ha! Ah, I've won! <laughs> That's the ride! I'm about to, like, DM him on Twitter, if that's even possible, and be like, hey, man, if you could make a theme park ride, what would it be? Come on our show, <laughs> Weird Al. Al, come on, help us out. <laughs> you got nothing better to do. You're stuck inside like we are. Yeah. But until then, Jim, where could people find you on the internet? Um, I, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart, obviously. And you could find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon and check out the BS Book Club for some exclusive sneak peeks at BS versus the Gods. Every single week, we're slowly releasing bits of the audiobook, so you guys can slowly listen to the whole story. So check that out and all the other BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com. And remember to support us, whether that be by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Picking up that op at merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Whatever you can do to support, go to Twitter. Just tweet out, check out this show. These two assholes made the same ride and they're trying to get away with it. And they know nothing about 98 <laughs> degrees. I know that if, if uh, my temperature's over that, I can't go to Disney World. Yes, but... Until next time, remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at Opat Show. That is spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?